Hello everyone and welcome to WDW Happy Hour. I am Catherine. I am here with my fellow podcast <laughs> members. We got Matt. Hello. Scott. Good day. And Rob. Greetings. We have a lot to talk about today, so we're just going to jump right in. Scott, you are topping it off for us this week where we talk about a Disney drink. What do you have for us? Well, I have a multitude of (laughs) items to pick from from this last trip down, but the one that I went for is the one that I think I will remember the most. This is from the Boathouse, and it is called Duck Duck Raz. It is a bright blue drink garnished with a little rubber duck. Uh, it contains blue curacao, blueberry stoli, raspberry stoli, peach schnapps, lime juice, uh, simple syrup, and then a mini rubber duck on top. Um, I don't recall what this cost off the top of my head. I want to guess that it was probably about 16 bucks. Yeah, I think it was 16 um, yeah. or 14, 14 dollars, okay. I'm sorry. A steal. A steal <laughs> at 14 dollars. But it was delicious, and uh, I highly recommend it. I think I was... I was even more pleasantly surprised by how this drink actually was, even relative to what my expectations were. Was it, it in a small, like, kind of goblet? It was in a martini glass. Yeah, so it's in, like, or, a... Eh, I guess that's not a martini glass. No, that's a... Yeah. Gimlet? Gimlet? Is yeah. that a gimlet? I don't know. It's don't not... Know. Yeah. It's... But, um, I've had that drink before. It is the Boathouse's signature drink, right? It is, right? yes. It's so good. It is I so wish good. it was bigger. Yeah. I would pay $20 for a double of that. Yeah. I guess that would be not really double price. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm I would sure pay the boathouse would not be okay with that. <laughs> well, they don't have to give me an extra duck. I mean, yeah. they just give me a little bit more, and yeah. I pay a little bit more for it. Yeah, I, I really enjoy that drink. That's a really good drink. Mm, good one, good one. And it's blue. And it's blue. So blue. All right, so Rob, kicking it to you with news. Nothing's happened. No, nothing. It? Nothing mm-hmm. at all in Walt Disney World. Um, so let's touch base on the one um, one other news item besides Disney Genie and it launching. Is Disney announced that they're going to be um, releasing Magic Man Plus. <laughs> so this is the next generation of the Magic Man. Originally introduced in 2013. So going getting close to 10 years. That's crazy. Isn't it? I remember pre-Magic Man Disney. Not, that makes me old. <laughs> <laughs> so they're saying this next generation will retain the features of the original and add new functionality to unlock exper- exper- ex- experimental? No, not experimental. <laughs> um, experi- ex- experiential? Experiential. Yeah. Experiential? Is that... It's like, like, experience. like an experience. Okay. Yeah, Experiential. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I can't speak to that. <laughs> or any day. Moments of magic throughout the theme parks and resorts. Um, it will be the first magic band to be rechargeable. Hmm. And I think that's a glitch in the website. It says um, it will come supply with a charging cable. Interesting. Prices will be higher, shocking, than the current Magic Bands. What, like 30 35 It, it, it oh, says no pricing is available. I bet um, this will be 70 bucks. So what they're saying is after a guest enters the theme park, Ma- Magic Band Plus will come alive at various times with color-changing lights. Haptic? Again, the word on <laughs> Haptic like, vibrations, like vibrations. Yeah, and gesture recognition, enhancing the environment's immersive storytelling. The wearable will allow guests to engage with favorite Disney moments in new ways and discover new interactive experiences, including play like a bounty hunter in Galaxy's Edge, interact with the 
Disney Fab 50 character collection. Experience nighttime spectaculars in a new way. <laughs> It'll buzz. <laughs> no, it says the bands will light up and complement the magic in the I skies fully expect for that. harmonious and Disney enchantment. Cool. <laughs> Who's the target market for this? Kids? Like 8 to 12? I think it's, it's adults. Not, you think it's adults? Yeah. Oh. Yep. I don't know. Oh. I mean, this is rough. They've made such an effort, and even I, who was resistant to this, used the iPhone Entrance. replacement method for Magic Bands this past time to success. Like, why are we taking a step back? I know. Especially if you have an Apple Watch. It's just so... Oh, yeah. Sure. I'm yeah, surprised they haven't integrated the app and functionality onto the watch. It's bizarre that they haven't. That's what this it sounds like a glorified, or a, not glorified. I guess stripped they, down, stripped down. Apple, Apple Watch. Yeah, just with lighting up and it's the fact that it's recharged. I mean, even the design of it is a little different. Hmm. Oh, yeah. There's another. There's like there. a raised bezel on like the <laughs> puck. There's, yeah. Oh. I do not like this at all. I mean, I, I just don't care about it yeah, at I don't all. Care about yeah, it. I mean, they can do it if they want, but... I ditched the magic band as soon as I was able to, because I don't want more... I already have a... I'm already not a watch person, so I wear an Apple Watch, and that's like a... <laughs> that was a stretch to, like, you make me there. become a watch person, and then to add another bracelet-type thing, like, no. It allows for two... Um, Tan lines. Tan lines. <laughs> I knew you were going there. I have matching tan lines. <laughs> this one it. faded. I, I did. I still wear mine. I don't know. It's nostalgia, I think, for me. Um, it kind of faded uh, for, what, a week, two weeks? But it was pretty noticeable when I got back. I think that this new watch would actually, at least from the sounds of it, would take one of the key reasons that I actually wear a Magic Band, which is that... I don't want to be in a situation where my phone has run out of power and I can't get into a park. That's why I wear a magic band. And if this is a magic band that is going to eat power enough that you have to recharge it, that takes out one of the key advantages I have to wearing a magic band in the first place. Hmm. Yeah. By the way, before we go too far, I was Google fact-checking two items while we were talking. One is, it's, as Scott said, experiential. Experiential. And two, do you know what that oh, glass is called that you put a, a, a gimlet in? I do not. It's called a coupe glass. Hmm. C-O-U-P-E. Oh, I've heard that before. Isn't I... that based off of Marie Antoinette? Is it? I believe it is. Interesting. Yeah. But like the oh, thing that you typically get, get put a check. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes they put Manhattans in those. It's like the yeah. rounded off almost whatever, but a coupe glass. I didn't know that. Oh. Learn something new every podcast. There you go. All right. Sorry. Quite all right. So um, we have, we have details on um, Disney Genie and Disney Genie launching what the nineteenth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, so I guess let let's let's start from where some of the details we didn't know. Right. So Disney announced the two attractions that are not part of the Genie Plus system, but are the individual attraction purchases um, that aren't part of the fifteen dollar flat fee. So Hollywood Studios Rise of the Resistance. This website is incorrect that I'm about to read from. Is it a Disney website? 
Uh, no, it's a, another new site. But uh, so, okay, Magic Kingdom is Seven Dwarfs Mine Train Space Mountain. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Given sure. Yeah. Right. I, I mean, wh- Pan could be in contention just on longer waits alone. Like if we were going by wait time. Or Splash. Splash. Splash is short though. That's five or ten minutes a lot of times. Oh no. You, you guys didn't get on Splash this last time because that's because it was, cause it was shut long. down. Oh, it was closed, and then when it reopened, it had a 20-minute wait. Um, well, I didn't realize that we haven't podcasted since they officially announced the... This? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Rides. yeah. Four weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was Magic Kingdom. Epcot is Frozen and uh, Frozen Ever After, and Remy's Test Track would be the only other. Yeah. Yeah. It, and I'm assuming some of this is going to change, right? Because once Guardians comes online... <laughs> Remy probably drops. I don't know. Tough call. Tough call. Have to or do they add a third? Yeah, right. I guess they could add a third. Yeah, why not? Yeah, but, What's stopping them from doing that? Right. That's, That's dirty, but right. yeah, they could. Uh, Hollywood Studios is Star Wars Rise of the Resistance and Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. Um, That's shocking. I, I'm that sh- is I, shock. <laughs> I didn't realize how popular Slinky Dog like. Oh that, my gosh, that wait is always so yes. long. It should be Slinky Dog mm-hmm. over Runaway Railway. Which means if you get the Lightning Lane for Hollywood Studios, you can get a little bang for your buck. And on Slinky Dog, that's part of the lower tier. That's a good good value there. Yeah, that is. Yep. And then lastly is Animal Kingdom, which is Avatar, Flight of Passage, and uh, Expedition Everest. Not Legend, shocking. Legend of the Forbidden Mountain. What, what else would it be? Uh, the Safari. Yeah. There's a single rider for Everest, and we waited almost an hour for the Safari this last time. Yeah. That's yeah. the only thing that would be even in contention. Yeah, but I think that we need to um, throw out... Um, single the single rider availability that's fine as a factor that's fine we can do that (laughs) i mean we can because it that just means we're not going to be the people spending money on expedition everest which hey if we're the ones that know that and people want to all ride together and get their picture (laughs) yeah so okay so we know those right so then it it launched um Again on Tuesday, fifteen dollars per park. Mo- uh, <clears throat> it Wait, looks is like it per park or per day? Per day, good, good point. Yeah, because you buy it for the morning. If you park off somewhere, you could then utilize it in that second park. Yes, good, good, good point. Um, I, I don't know where to take this conversation other than um, yeah, it I, looks like the the. Prices for the individual selections. Oh, okay. Like, yeah. If we want to talk about that, they looked pretty reasonable to me, I think. What was the highest okay. one was Rise of the Resistance at $15. So it's not quite the example we were looking at with Paris where you're looking at like $30 <laughs> attraction. Yeah, we're, it, it looks like a range of 7 to 15 So, like you said, Rise of the Resistance was 15 to start. Remy's uh, Ratatouille was nine. Everest was seven. I think that was the lowest, right? Um, I don't know. This article is not giving me. No, am I right uh, in thinking that these could change day to day based on, you know, just rolling surge pricing? That is correct. Yes. And they have. They they did go up. Um, That was Tuesday. 
by Friday they had gone. I, I was out of commission. Out of commission the last <laughs> two days or so. So I know Friday they did go up a few dollars. So I'm trying to let yeah, me see. Yeah, I think if I Frozen did. I mean, for sure that was the article that I. Read. I have to imagine that they're probably doing a little bit of a study with this and uh, trying yeah. to find that that maximum point where you can get. The most people to take advantage at the highest, highest price. price. Absolutely, they're analyticking the hell out of this, and analyticking is totally <laughs> totally word. Word. definitely made up word. <laughs> I like it though. Yeah, analyticking. I mean, most would say analyzing, but no, analytic. <laughs> I I think this could potentially the the faster what is not fast plus plus the genie plus could potentially have some value for us in two of these parks like we've said before even based on this and especially hollywood studios which we'll talk about in a little bit when we get to trip reviewing it is an extremely crowded park right now Mm -hmm. and if there's any way to get through some of that clutter of people so this this was written on friday um um rise of resistance didn't change and everest didn't change but they're saying Pretty much everything else went up by about two or three dollars. Flight of passage went up to fourteen. Yeah, um, that would make sense. <laughs> Space Mountain is the next lowest. Is nine. Uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway was ten. That seems ridiculous um, to me. The wait for Runaway Railway is never that long. Yeah, it does say it's possible pricing for some attractions will be even higher on other days. Hmm. And, and lower, presumably, during the... Uh, I can't imagine that it's not going to be less during the weekdays, right? <laughs> You'd think. I don't think it'll go below what we saw Tuesday to launch. Yeah, I don't think. I, don't I, I mean, I could be wrong, but... I, I don't think so. You don't think that generally pricing will be lower on the weekdays than on weekends? I mean, maybe, but I don't think it's going to dip below, like... I know what you're saying. No, but I'm not. I'm not saying that. But I'm. I'm saying like you might see a in general. Yeah. Like a three, maybe a three dollar difference from a Wednesday to a Saturday. Yeah, I could see that. That's fair. We'll have to see. Yeah. Let the analytic. (laughs) Analytic eyes. Analytic it. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what 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 do you? What's your impressions thus far? I had an impression, this is slightly off of that while you think about what your thoughts are on this. I was playing around with the Disney Genie, just the app, um, the day or the day after it came out. You know, I created a park reservation as if I was going um, and then did a Disney day plan for it. And the thing that I noticed that as a frequent Disney goer drove me insane. So they give you recommendations for what they want you to do that Mm -hmm. day. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And if you followed their recommendations for Magic Kingdom, you would end up walking like 20 miles because it had you going like it was recommending, OK, do Space Mountain at nine and then you're going to do Haunted Mansion and then you're going to do Jungle Cruise. And they have you going all over the park like there was no consideration for what is efficient, efficient to do. And I thought, you know, I mean, if you're going to do this, at least do it right that you have it so that it's making it easier for people who don't know yeah but if you're if you're walking from one side of the park to the other you're not you're not waiting in line you're (laughs) not um you're not building up those queue lines and you're also buying popcorn along the way and drinks Mm, and yeah yeah if you want a really tinfoil hat that (laughs) 
But the, I, I noticed that immediately as I was looking down the list of things that they had provided me to do that day. I'll piggyback off that, too. Um, I think that, like, some of the expectations in the app are a little unreasonable. I know Rob and I were talking, and they they offer suggestions that you simply, I'm thinking dining reservations, couldn't do. Like, sci-fi. <laughs> you can't get sci-fi 60 days out if you wake up at 5.30 in the morning. They're out every single day. Oh, so they're so, actually like, recommending yeah, things they, you can't Yeah, they recommended sci-fi, and it was like, there are no reservations available. So why why is this even why is coming up on, on my recommendation? <laughs> yeah, I know I sent a, a Instagram story. I don't know if I screenshot it or communicated within the app um, the details of it to Catherine. Um, but yeah, it, it listed Hollywood Brown Derby, and it, I'm like... Why are you giving people this impression that you're able to eat there? It, it just seemed um, just super strange. Uh, so some of the fun... I'm going back on some of our conversation here. <laughs> so they put in the within the app the genie non-plus portion of it, right? And we, we have to specify that, right? There's the genie part and then there's the genie plus part with... The plus is basically you your, your fast passes, yes, your lightning yes, lines, yeah. right? Um, but everything else is available if you don't want to. So they have uh, a graph <laughs> of wait time, forecasted wait times today. Oh, my God. So they have – somebody took a screenshot. It's tough to be a bug. And it looks sort of bell curvish, right? Mm-hmm. So then they show one for <laughs> Avatar Flight of Passage, <laughs> right? So – but based on this, it looks like tough to be a bug is going to be busier than flight of passage all day. Because there's no y axis. There's no. They it's didn't, not a consistent y axis. Yeah. They didn't label it. At and all. they didn't you, label. There is none. That like there's right. no time. There nothing. You have no idea what it's being. But the implication there, or the what they're implying, is that it's the same measure. So like, oh man, flight of passage at three p.m. Yeah, that is. I can imagine that. For Rob, especially, a a bar graph with no label X or Y <laughs> axis probably uh, makes you uh, want to explode. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I said, I joked to Catherine, I said, if I did that at work, someone would have thought I had a stroke. Like, to, not, like, like, to have nothing, on, like, I can understand them being um, the, the size because the the... the the real estate within the app and the screen, they didn't give it much. But put some point of reference on there. Put a line across and make that 15 minutes. Yeah. Make that an hour. Some sort of point of reference that you... That you... Yeah. And you could even put it in the middle of the graph to like 30 or 40% op- opacity. Like, just make it slightly transparent so you can see it. Yeah. Just a point of reference. Yeah. I feel like that's like. So otherwise, that was, it's a useless graph. Correct. So that was sounds like a lot of negative, uh, like first impressions. I will say, uh, Rob recommended a very good, helpful video which mm-hmm. I watched. Um, and I sent it to Scott. Yep. It's the touring plans analysis of the first day. It's just on so, YouTube. Yeah. So if you're interested in knowing the ins and outs, it seems like I will say the one positive thing is. 
it understands that you can't hop until 2 p.m. So that's cool that you will not get an offer in another park if you so choose until after 2. The video is very good from the standpoint of the rules and regulations and stipulations are mm -hmm. all of that. Like, when can I get a new one? Um, I got one in one park. Can I cancel it? And right around the park hopping. Um, if you look for something, if, if your reservations for Hollywood Studios, but you want to go to Epcot and start looking for ones there, it again, it knows. It knows. How long is this video? Notably, Catherine did not send this to me. 35 minutes. You wouldn't watch it. <laughs> I might watch it on two times speed. Okay. Yeah, it's about 34 minutes, I think. Mm-hmm. Yep. Or yeah, 17 was... if you're mad. <laughs> Blast through that. <laughs> you're mad no, my, my, my one and a half. Two is... A I little too I much. Can't, I can't... But although I've gone to the point where I've been watching, I've gotten so used to one and a half that I think it's slow now. And I have to constantly see that it's at one and a half. It's time Because I'll listen to music or something and I put it back to one. So I have to... Just think how much more music you can listen to. <laughs> music is one thing that it can't be. Uh, I know that the um, Apple podcast app doesn't do this, but... I know Overcast does, where there's like a smart speed option, which basically it analyzes where the brakes are and like the the lulls, and it just speeds up that. Oh, huh. that's cool. It's really, yeah, it's interesting. Hmm. So, yeah. Plug for smart, or what is it called, Overcast? Yeah, Overcast. Oh. <laughs> like today. I thought you were going to say that it analyzes how fast the speaker speaks. I know, speaks. that's because important. There's some... There are podcasts <laughs> I can definitely listen to on like 1.5 or 2, but then there are some that I can barely listen to at 1. Bill Simmons already speaks kind of fast, mm -hmm. right? I, I'm okay with him. I'm thinking of uh, Pod Save America. Oh, and, yeah, uh, those guys talk. Dan Pfeiffer, especially. <laughs> this is like, wait, this is... Um, this is where we talk podcast, about the podcast. podcast and... <laughs> podcast podcast <laughs> um i'm gonna try this I, i'm gonna be down there in a few weeks with with my folks um i'm gonna give it a try probably in magic kingdom for the genie plus uh, maybe even dash over to hollywood studios later in the day and see if i can get a little bit more use out of it but see that's uh, i know what you're saying I, from what i've seen is the lightning lane selections are going the quickest at Hollywood Studios. Yeah, so mm -hmm. you probably will have slim pickings okay. by the time if you're hopping there. And make sure you record a bunch of basic-ass TikToks. Like, I waited four minutes for Haunted Mansion. What what part of that sounds like me? Paul. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alright, I'll do it. <laughs> do you So the strategy seems to be, or the recommendations people are saying is Use it at Hollywood Studios and Magic Kingdom. You could perhaps skip it at Epcot and Animal Kingdom. Do you see the pricing changing? Ooh. Does it move from... Does Do those two parks become $20 and now the other Ooh. two are 12 I don't or, know how they do it. I mean, because if you could park hop, yeah, that would I guess be the ho yeah. the hopping does complicate. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't. I'm throwing that out. It's just. I mean, I think you're probably right. They're probably interested in doing that because I'm sure that they're well aware that these discussions are happening among people who are going to the parks. That hey, I'm going to use this at these two, but what possible benefit is there for me at Epcot? And how do you do that without basically looking like from they the don't outside care. looking? They don't care. 
What? They don't care. You, but you don't think that that looks like Disney thinks that that the Magic Kingdom is better than Animal oh. Kingdom. That's what I'm like. It kind of paints that picture, right? Like that would be the reason why they don't do it. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But- and that, and that's ultimately where my mind came to is then they're admitting that one, one is the, greater yeah in in whatever metric you're saying than yeah. the other and I doubt they want to do that but I think it is in ride in ride the, riding yeah I mean neither of them are my favorite part well right of course but we know that as the consumer but as the as the content creator you would never want to admit in any kind of fashion like hey this thing that we made it's better than the other one. Like, I mean, like, you don't see that kind of... I, I think if if they were products that were competing against each other, that would be true. But I don't know that Disney necessarily looks at it and feels like, oh, well, we have to worry about Magic Kingdom cannibalizing. Or, but uh, aren't Magic they Kingdom. competing against each other? I don't know. Does no. it matter to them? Yeah, no, it doesn't. You're buying a ticket to go in. I mean, unless you're saying I either go to Magic Kingdom or I go to Universal Studios today. That, that's where it would matter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if they if you're trying to decide, okay, do I do a day at Magic Kingdom, a day at Animal Kingdom, or do I do a day at Magic Kingdom and a day at Universal Studios, yeah. that's a problem yeah, for them. Right. So maybe that does play into it. Maybe. Maybe. Uh. It's hard to say. I was, I was thinking that Rob was going to hit us. You were thinking, and I was thinking that you're going to hit us with some in-depth analysis. No, I, I do have to do some more. Na- like I, I just saw, and again, I wasn't prepared uh, for this recording as much as I would <laughs> like to. There's a big analysis on uh, touring plans where they had a person do early entry um, and, and not pay for anything versus doing. Um, the Genie Plus and, and whatnot. So, I mean, it, it's just way too long to even comprehend. I think it'll so. probably take a trip for us to do this and try it and get a sense of whether it makes sense or not. Plus, yeah. letting us, seeing where all of this ends up falling as far as pricing goes in the long run. I mean, this is still highly volatile. Totally. We don't know where it's going to end up being. Yeah. Okay. So, let Let's put our a day in our trip into this, right? So, you guys got to Hollywood Studio fairly early, um, and waited. How how, how long was you wait for? Two and a half hours. <laughs> Two and a half hours. Yeah. Would would your party all things the same? Would you guys have paid the fifteen dollars? Yes, I okay. would have. Okay. Scott was not, you were not quite as sold when we were still waiting in the outside queue at that point. You were like, I don't know if I'd pay. And you actually, it's so funny because this is before this was announced. You used the example of $15. You said, because I asked it when you come back with your parents who have never ridden before. Right. Would you pay? And $15. Like, do you think you. Now, I did have an addendum to that. What was that? said. We might not write it at all. Right. Yeah, I thought that's what you said. Yeah. I, I, I you like said if I it might, was $15. I might not. not pay for it, but I might not write it at all. Right. You wouldn't wait, but you wouldn't wait that long again. Correct. Yeah. The only reason we waited that long was because we were with someone who had never been yeah, on it exactly. before. Um, I think that to me is more oh, the choice. Okay. So if our friend Keith, the first timer, yeah. wasn't with us or with you guys, I, I went to another attraction 
would you have just skipped it? What, yeah. What? Yeah, 100%. 100%. I don't know that there's... I think I said this when this was first um, announced. I don't know that there's any ride at Disney World I have to do. If it's just... And I'm speaking from, like, me and Matt, and maybe I'll extend that to Rob, Holly, and Scott. Because the five of us and maybe, like, four of our other friends we go with all the time who are all annual pass holders. There's just... Like, I just don't have that need because I always feel like I'll be back. I could wait for it if I really, like, had the hanker in. Like, everyone's all, like, we'll skip Midway Mania. It's one of my favorite rides, but, like, we skipped it this last trip. We were there for eight days, and we didn't do it. And, you know, next time, if I'm getting the hanker in to do Midway Mania, I'll wait for it. Like, I, I'm just – but that's just my personal, like, credo going into the park is I don't sure. care about rides. Now – if I was with my best friend and her family and her two kids who've never been there, yeah, I'd be willing to be a warrior and get on whatever we can. But it's all dependent on who your group is, what their goals are for the day. And yeah. that's something like you might not think about just like casually going to a theme park, but you should. You should think about that because really like if we were not <laughs> savvy the day we were at Hollywood Studios... Like, that could have been a huge failure that, like, mm-hmm. like at least we committed and we got to do it. Um, but I, I feel bad for families, like, who don't have, like, the inside knowledge because that can really be, like, a, an inhibitor. Yeah. And I think building off that, everyone also has their own, what, conscious or unconscious value of their time. Like, how much is my time worth? And I think, for me, once you start hitting that hour and a half mark of waiting uh, there's really nothing that is equal to that hour and a half spent that like i think is worthy of it you know and some people have a much larger tolerance for how long they're willing to wait and there's a lot of factors that go into that not scientific at all calculation but you know i mean what what is worth if you're waiting two hours for something what is (laughs) what what is is worth the two hours for you, you know, you have to kind of think about it. And it's, it's unfortunate for some of these awesome rides, like rise, the resistance that I think the time waiting is sullying some, some people's overall impression Mm -hmm. of it because they're just thinking like, yeah, it was good, but I guarantee you that our friend Keith, his appraisal of that ride was dramatically impacted by the weight oh, relative sure. to flight of passage that we boarded in maybe 40 minutes or less. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. I think flight subconsciously you, you ride, right. which maybe if you look at it, it might be the second best ride in Disney world next to rise the resistance. But I think that that wait time, right. Waiting an hour and a half hour and 40 minutes less for flight of passage made it a way better experience. No doubt. Ride. Because yeah. subconsciously you're, you're investing your time and that's, that has to go into your overall appraisal of your experience. So, mm-hmm. you know, and I think it's unfortunate for some of those rides, especially for the first timers that, you know, you might kind of be, your brain's tricking you into thinking you didn't like it as much as you did because... Because you're thinking of the weight as part of the ride. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Ooh, that's a message to Disney Imagineers. If if the wait is too long, you're thinking of... The wait, The ride doesn't begin the second you step on the ride. Right. The ride begins the second that you step into a queue, wherever that queue might begin. Right. 
because that's the beginning of your that's the of the buildup of of your expectation. Yep. And it's even more applicable to something like Rise of the Resistance where there is no clear cut start to where that ride actually begins. Yep. And like if you get on it for the first time, you're like, oh, this isn't just a pre-show. We're not gonna go sit in a theater now. Like there's a few extra parts that, you know, there's several phases of that ride. Um, that, you know, it just interesting you should say that. So the lightning lane it's not lightning lane. Individual, individual selection. Yes. <laughs> Apparently it was cutting off the first two, I'll call them scenes. So the Ray Room. Uh-huh. And really? Yes. They were go- I think <laughs> they said the first two scenes. So I'm taking that and then the transport where yes. you get apprehended. It was cutting those off. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. like a huge part right. of the ride. That's like the exciting part. Oh, yeah. Cool. Oh, my god. I think if I stepped off... Or stepped into the ride and you were getting on the car after mm-hmm. that, I'd be like, "What? What, what is this? Where is where's the mm-hmm. giant stormtrooper yeah. room, which yeah. is comprised a lot yeah, of our where fun. is the giant narrative building, world building element at the beginning of this? <laughs> well, especially that track, I could actually follow that yeah. <laughs> on, on like a, a flight of passenger. I'm like, ah, uh. <laughs> what about dinosaur? Uh, fly, uh, fly, <laughs> yeah." Um, it's so important to that attraction. Yeah, so. it really is. It really Boy, is. If that, if that stays that way, that's garbage. Yeah, I don't know if that was... <laughs> I, I know it did go down a few times last week. I know. Um, and, it, <laughs> and it seems like if you have a slot in a time period where it goes down, it's smart enough that you just get refunded. No. Mm. Oh, wait. No. No? Oh, if, no. if they reschedule you, you don't get refunded. So say it goes say say you were slotted for noon to one. Uh-huh. It goes down for that time period and then they bump you to one to two or three to four. No refund. You gotta <gasps> go. Yeah. That's what if horrible. they what if they, what if they change you to seven to eight or something? Tough. I mean I'm what? sure you, I'm sure you could go to guest services and say, Oh oh I'm leaving today, I got a flight or something. Yeah. Or like, those oh, lines, now but, it's in a now it's in a place where I have a yeah, dining yeah, reservation. Sure. Like what if I, <laughs> Or I want to go to another park and not be here. That is that is what my <laughs> My, like, greatest fear with doing this. I am not a full park day girl ever. Correct. Ever. I split every day up in half. Every single one. Maybe I'd go back to the same park. Maybe. But that day's still getting split in half. And some of these itineraries just assume that you're going to be there at rope drop and you will be there until fireworks. Until <laughs> you the die. The kiss goodnight. Um, yeah, I, I just... I, I, like that is just not how I tour. It, 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 <laughs> and what I'm saying is, an odd like a function of Disney auto refunding you. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure there's, hey, so this bumped me. You know, mm-hmm. I lost five hours or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Can I? I got a dining reservation tonight. I can't make mm-hmm. this. Can I be? Re- I'm sure they have the capability to. Yeah. I'm saying. That's just automatic. It has to basically go down all day for them to do the. Maybe I read that because it was like from like in the afternoon to the end of the day, and they refunded those people. Maybe that would make sense. Yeah, Yeah. I guess. Wow! 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 Well, (laughs) we will see soon enough in firsthand experience from Scott, and we will. uh, This won't be the last time we talk about Disney Genie Genie Plus. I would love to do a game, I think I said to Scott, where we do, like, one group does Disney Genie, and someone just does... Like, I'd love to see, like, an Epcot day. Like, how much would you actually do? I would 
I would venture to say in Epcot that both both sides would be relatively equal. Where we just split it up? Where we'd split it up and then half of the people pay for the plus, not necessarily the individual ride. That's, that's what like, I was going to say because that makes a big difference. If I love that. About Frozen. I love that idea. We should do that. Yeah, I think that would be fun. Um, yeah. So anyway, well, good discussion. All right, so you guys ready to talk about our trip? We yeah. were just in Disney after all. I mean, I would gladly sit here and, and talk about Disney Genie, but I mean, we got some firsthand uh, trip review to discuss. So. We sure do. We did a lot of new stuff. We can't always say that. I mean, I feel like this is pound for pound the most new stuff we've done on a trip. I agree. In a very long time. Yeah. Rob, you're sure. laughing. Why? No, the pound for, I don't know. It's just funny. It's like a <laughs> So Matt, cigar. you pick your, like, start us off. Give us the topic and we'll discuss. What's something that you want to talk about? Um, let's start off with what I perceive to be a high point, and that's Harmonious. So the new show. <laughs> Rob? Everyone's head snaps around to Rob. The Rob, new, why? <laughs> the new show at Epcot that replaced um, Illuminations and their interim show, Epcot Forever, is now Harmonious. You giant... mispronounced Kite Tales. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to Kite Tales. Okay. Um, you know, giant barge. We've talked about that it's ugly sitting in the middle of the water there. That um, So... What did people think of Harmonious? Scott? I, I liked Harmonious. Um, I know Catherine thought that I wouldn't like Harmonious, but uh, I did enjoy the show. I think if I was guessing what others were thinking, and I'm not referring specifically to Rob, this show is good on its own. When you look at it in the context of what they built and what they did to Epcot to create it, it's not as good as it should be. I think that's part of what... Like, when I see folks talking about this on social media or any number of different sources, I think if you separate it entirely from what Epcot looks like in the day, this is a, gr this is a great show. They did a really good job. It's entertaining. It's breathtaking, whatever. When you look at it in context <laughs> of breathtaking, whatever. <laughs> when you look at it in the context of the giant barge that now obscures all of the view lines in World Showcase, it hurts a little. Yeah, and I think that for most, you have to take that into consideration. I mean, yes and no. It's you're judging whether you're judging the show based on the show itself or what it does other times of the day i think that's a judgment call i mean some people would say well you can't worry about what epcot looks like during the day separating the art from the bar just i don't know that was bad <laughs> that was a stretch rob that was a real stretch what do, what you, do you think rob um okay here's my critique um there is no overarching theme to it um it might, it, it, again people could you could argue that point to a degree. Um, there's no overall arching theme to it. I would have liked... And I don't need all Disney music 24-7. <laughs> there's other places in the park that that happens. You could go to Festival of the Lion King and Animal Kingdom to hear that music. And I don't need it again in that show. Um, that's just one example. Um, 
you know, I would have, they're saying harmonious. You, you get these shots and, and different uh, images and animation. Why not tie them somehow together? So like, it to me, it was very, here's a 45 second, minute and a half scene. It ends. And then they start up with something else. It ends. And then like, you couldn't seamless, like even do new animation that somehow Moana like transitions into Frozen or into Mulan or something. That's like, a, that's a fair critique. If if you're going to presumptuously try to evoke a sense of harmony based on the name, then you know if it just feels like a bunch of separate vignettes with no like connection, then it it does kind of make you think. That's that's a good point. And to I'm I'm surprised you're as you like it as to me it's a lesser version of World of Color. Oh, see I don't like World of Color. I know that's that's but I think I think it's much I think World of Color is much better than Harmonious. Oh, no. What they do with the water um with World of Color I think is a lot better than but I mean, some of that stuff is just—it's like hoses with a light. <laughs> and it's like it's like they got, they got a garden hose and a kink in it, and it's just like spraying everywhere. And I'm like, okay. I this. did find the the arms. I guess that's the only way I can think to refer to them. <laughs> very distracting. Yes. Because they're always they're articulating in and out and around, and it's like, oh, what, what are they doing with the arms? I didn't mind it you for didn't? some reason. Um, and allow, allow me to. I guess offer a a rebuttal of sorts to your thing with the Disney Disney music. Yeah, I, I like a I like an original score. Like I, I like I love Soren. Like that was a that was created specifically for that ride. They had a score and some songs that were created specifically for say Illuminations. Whereas this one is like, here's Lion King. Here's a song from the Lion King. Here's Coco. Here's a song from Coco. Um. But I will say that the songs that they used, I re- and and the IP that they used, I really liked. Like there were several times where I, when I was watching it the first time, where I was like, "Oh, awesome!" Like I, I didn't know if I would see this, and you know, I was pleasantly surprised. I think they did a good job of highlighting maybe lesser known movies or songs from those movies. Like, there's no Frozen in it. Spoiler. I love there that. Is. There there's is? No, there's, there's no Frozen. There is no Frozen. I don't there's believe no frozen. so. Uh-uh. I don't know. I'm, I use I that as an example. I don't think I, so. I, I just, there is I don't no know. Frozen. No, I don't think so. There's Moana. There is Coco. I don't even want to say all the ones that there are. I Sorry, just, I don't, but I don't there is no it. Frozen. She's right. I thought that was the first one. No. Oh. How does it open? Gosh, super memorable, huh? Um, yeah, I mean, I liked that. I still don't understand why they can't <laughs> ship this off during the day. And then, like, I know it's, it's, it is huge, but, like, they did it with a huge barge that had fireworks on it for illumination. That opened up and... Yeah. Like, there's, there is a, there's a mechanism for them to do that. I will say I liked... Okay, so what are we calling the middle? The Stargate? 
Okay, so not the Stargate, but like the little arches. I like the video on them. I think that looked really good. And sometimes they did they did like a big picture where they utilized the Stargate and the two little okay. th- ones that so flight them. I'd like to talk about that. So Matt, Scott, and Rob watched this the three of well just without me one night while we were there. And they watched it near Japan. Yeah, Correct. in between Japan and, and okay. America. And then we, our whole group watched it then another night. And we sat like right at, like in between Mexico and Canada. So like right at the mouth of the World Showcase. And it seems that the consensus from all of the guys who watched it in Japan a few nights prior said the experience was much better the second night based on the view of the Stargate. Yeah. Yes. I have a huge problem with like that being uh, a consideration for this show that you can't enjoy it if you're like in Norway because it's blocking. And that is the nature of how that thing is built. That There are some areas that it's just fully blocked from being able to see it straight on. Like really like America would be the best place and like the front of the world showcase it just that stinks like why couldn't they have reimagined that anyway i also want to watch it um from the sides yeah because i want to see like what the heck can i see if i if i watch this from like the uk yeah yeah um and then i see anything the other thing i wish they would have done i love i mean my favorite part of illuminations was the lights on all the different countries. I wish they would have... And those lights are still there. I, I mean, I think they were testing them the one day we were in the UK. And I wish, like, for each of... And they're not going to have a corresponding film segment for each one, but during Coco, light up Mexico. <laughs> during China, or, like, during Mulan, light up China, you know, for all the the parts. Like, those lights are beautiful, and it would just... Plus it just a little bit. I, I wish they would still use those Yeah, that lights. seems like an easy thing to do. Yeah. I don't know. And then as I'm sitting at here thinking about this, I think this is something... I don't know if this is your point, Rob, or not, but this is a new show. They had total creative control, it seems, to create whatever they needed to create to make this show. It didn't have to be a giant stargate facing one direction right. along with arms facing out. It, it as I'm as I'm thinking about it back, they did a great job in utilizing the things that were there, but those things weren't there. Right. So like if this was a if they were it's making like a new sky sh- thinking. Right. If they were making a new show based on equipment that they had, mm. they did a good job. But given the fact that they could have built whatever they wanted to build apparently because yeah. they built whatever they wanted to build i mean i'm sitting here thinking oh i could have done a lot better with whatever resources they had here yeah. to do this yeah so i think that's kind of to rob's point that we're i'm sitting here and i guess i was watching this and thinking about this as if it was already there but it wasn't they they made this you did this you did this you did this <laughs> All right, well, we should probably move on to another topic. We've talked about Harmonious for a long time. We're like, let's let's stay in Epcot, um, and let's go to Remy. Um, okay. So we all got the opportunity to ride Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. What do we think? I loved it. I did, too. I thought it was really cute. I thought that um, 
they the technology was well used um and i don't mean this from a in a derogatory sense i it gave me universal uh uh, yeah. Universal Studios vibes. It's you know, ride, a lot of their the technology, technology that they use on like their motion simulator rides like Spider-Man or Transformers. Um, you know, mixing the 3D screens with practical effects yeah. to, um, I think, really, it was really well done. I think my expectations were too high. Yeah. Um, which, that's really more on me than it is on them i i don't know that this cracks the top five rides in disney world oh i don't either but i i think as long as we knew it was coming and the fact that epcot hasn't really had a whole lot of new stuff in a long time i think my expectation was oh this is our new flight of passage yeah. in epcot. <laughs> yeah. and it's not i mean it, it's really good it's cute it's well done i think it's got re-rideability because there's a lot to look at, mm-hmm. but just don't go into it expecting like, a it's new not top an tier. E, e. It's not, it's like not an e, e ticket. It's not maybe a C or a D ticket. Let me ask you a question because I think that the comparison is easy to make based on the ride vehicles and the technology. Which one do you like better, Remy or Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway? Runaway Railway, 100%. Oh, see, I like Remy better. I, I think Remy's way better. Yeah, it's I so like much Remy more well. immersive. I think. I think with Mickey and Minnie, you're looking up and you are seeing a warehouse above you. Like it is just hmm. like I and every single surface of Remy was fully themed like a restaurant. Well, it, Remy also uses um, 3D, whereas. Um, yeah. Runaway Railway does not, so there is an important distinction there, but I, I agree. I think Remy is uh, the more enjoyable ride, too. I guess for me, the only one of those rides where the 3D has ever worked appropriately has been Flight of Passage. I don't get real good 3D on um, Midway Mania, or the ones that use the flat glasses never work very well for me, mm. so I don't think I ever appreciate that quite right. But that that might just be me. Yeah, I'm not a 3D fan either, but... I like. I, I had no expectations, sir. As you as you said, you had high expectations. Yeah. I had none. I was like, ah, it's a new attraction. It fits perfectly into the. <laughs> I, do, I yeah. do love. Like, I do love that. It's a beautiful addition. That yes. whole area is a beautiful addition. Agreed. I think if I think about this on the same level as Three Caballeros, oh. it does much. Well, better. yeah. Compare it to the World Showcase. It's well, the that's best what ride I think. That's what showcase. you should do. Yeah. I think as I'm as I'm thinking about it, that's what you should do. You shouldn't be comparing it to roller coasters. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Or not. roller coaster type rides. <laughs> Did you. you all get a crepe while you were there? Yes, yes. I got two. The three boys got crepes. So why don't you guys <laughs> talk about the crepe? I did not. Yeah. So. It's a to-go window, basically. Uh, you you place your order at one one uh, window and go pick it up at another. Did you uh, creep into the sit-down area? No. Yeah, neither did I. Didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, no, I, mean, I know. I didn't either. I didn't um, even know there was one. Oh yeah, to like the like if you're looking at it, the left door is like a restaurant. Huh. Yeah. What they have about three or four savory ones, mm-hmm. and then three or four. Um, Dessert type ones. Mm-hmm. I had a dessert one. It was uh, butter and sugar. Butter and sugar. Yeah. Excellent. That's I mean, excellent. it's just. A, it's it is just, what it says. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just carbs of deliciousness, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, which I was craving at the moment uh, when I got it. So it was. I I was jealous of the one you guys got, but. <laughs> what did you guys get? 
I got the ham and cheese. Um, I didn't see that one. I got the ham and cheese really first. Good. I had a bite of that. And that was delicious. And then I came back and got a more... I, I think that's the first time I've ever, ha- ever had a savory crepe. Mm-hmm. I've only ever had a dessert-style crepe. And um, the, the ham and cheese one was What good. was the sweet one? <laughs> Are you holding us on? I'm sorry. The sweet one <laughs> I got was... I believe it was just the hazelnut spread. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Is that what you got too? Yeah, I had that one. I had actually that and the butter and sugar one. Who had the berries and cream one? Mm, I don't know. (laughs) Berries and cream. Um, Someone, I think someone in our group did. Uh, Albert, perhaps? Yeah. They need some more seating back there because you... Oh, it is. It is tough to... It's so crowded. Even the regular tables just to... Yeah, we had to go... Where do we... Were we just leaning against the... Trash can. Yeah, I think we trash can. Sounds like a trash can. Yeah, but these are tough to eat without a place to put the plate because yes. you got to cut with one hand yes. and a fork, you know, like, so it's, you need a place to put it. Even if they could just do some like long tables or something like that, like standing tables, that yeah. would be great. Cause all you need to do is just have it for like two seconds to cut it up. But. Yeah. Smart. <sighs> um, so why don't we just stay in Epcot yep. and we're going to go to space. So let's talk space 220. Let's do it. Well, we should uh, say we had... We had two, two different, groups here. Yeah, we had oh, two yeah. groups of reservations here. So and at this table, three of us ended up doing the lunch, and that was me, Matt, and Rob. And Scott went to the dinner. So the difference is there's a difference in costs. Mm-hmm. The dinner is more expensive. The dinner, you also get dessert, which we did not get at lunch. And the menus are different. Slightly, yeah. But slightly. both lunch and dinner are prefix. Um, yes. So, you know, but yeah, like she said, lunch is appetizer entree dinner is appetizer entree dessert yes um tell me about lunch what did you guys think yeah. about the lunch why don't we talk about lunch um, <laughs> well how about the experience of just i mean to Meh. me that's that's it's pretty it's pretty cool how they themed it and um they sell you on it I, you know how much you want to you know, i know put, i just put, I feel like I probably had the most lukewarm reception out of everyone to this. I just really, it was just okay. Like, I I thought that the theming was cool, but it just felt like, like, I didn't even think that the stuff that was going on on the screen, it's kind of like the coral reef. It's coral reef. It's the coral reef if you, if you took out the fish tank, which you're seeing actual live (laughs) animals swimming around and it just put this like weird... You know, just oh look, there's a space station. Look, there's an astronaut, and it just to me looks really corny. I think it looks corny. The visuals that they use, I don't think it looks impressive. I think it looks kind of dinky, and and for me, and then the I, the food was okay. I got a okay. I got the calamari as the appetizer. I thought that was really good. It was a sizable portion. I got the burger for lunch. wasn't great. It was undercooked. I never do this, and I had to send it back. And I like never ever send food back. But it was like I'm I'm very I'm a medium rare steak guy, medium well burger guy. I just like my burgers more done because I don't trust the quality of the meat like I would a nice cut of steak. And it was like it just was not done enough. And then they gave me one that was like it was just like it was okay. Per the price, I don't know. I just wasn't really feeling it. I know. Because if you were just to get calamari in a burger, 
Ooh, it sure wouldn't cost what, as much. What as was we the lunch? Do you remember? It was Seventy bucks. Seventy. No, or 55. Fifty-five. Fifty-five. Okay. Yeah. Seventy for it's seventy something for dinner. Fifty-five for lunch. Rob, do you want to talk about your experience? Sure. I. I. I Matt makes valid points. I'm just thinking, like, the whole scene outside the or what you're looking at. I mean, they couldn't take footage from. It's like under, real life, yeah. r- real life footage. Like you, you have a space station up there. Like they couldn't get NASA to give them a loop of, <laughs> right? I mean, it's underutilized. Like, I agree with it, that. Like yeah. why? Why? And why does it just have to be Earth? Why couldn't it be? I don't know. A nebula. Like maybe you go on a tour over a period of an hour, and they show you different things from around the solar system. Like it looks like old tech too. Like right. the screen is not very like the clarity of it doesn't look great the visuals that they chose it feels like they're using like it feels to me like a windows 95 screensaver (laughs) they're using mission space as the like connector yes yeah like the the shuttle in there is the what you're boarding in mission space right because isn't it the similar the turny thing with all the vegetables when you walk in that's like similar to what you would see in mission space right Correct. Yeah. yeah, and and Mission Space is firmly rooted in the '90s. Like it's 2021. Right. That, like yeah. I'm like, don't give me Encarta '95 visuals. <laughs> yeah, I I fully agree with you. And I'm looking back here at the pictures and stuff of of the actual outside. I think they could do more. And I don't know what the quality of their screens are. Whether they're limited by the quality or whether the quality they have there could be higher but i feel like there's more that they could do with that even if your server came over and was like well in the next 35 minutes we're going to be passing jupiter and saturn and they kind of flew those up you know periodically as a change of scenery so that you had something to look at that would make it a more interactive experience than it actually is now and this is purely speculatory but like it feels to me like at some point they were like when they were workshopping, I was like, these are going to be like beautiful screens, state of the art. We're going to show like some (laughs) incredible imagery. And they were like, COVID happened. They were like, we got to make budget cuts. And they're like, well, we've got a bunch of these leftover screens from like 2002. (laughs) We could put those up there and that would be a cost saving measure. And maybe that's the case. It feels like it. That's what it feels like. Yeah. But this thing was done before that. Yeah. I mean, it was ready to open right before COVID. I don't know. I have no idea. Um, I, I am lukewarm on this too. I would like to go back, but if I go back, I would like to sit at the lounge. Yes. That would be my dream. I do not want to sit down at the dinner again. It was far too expensive for what you got. I really enjoyed the cauliflower. Highly recommend. That was the highlight of that, that was entire good. I thing some for of me. Yours. I will also say I think I just like wasn't in the best, like the optimal, um, like. Ex- like ready to experience this like it was hotter than hell the day <laughs> that we went and four of the people in our party were we we were cutting it close on time we were like hauling butt from the back to the international gateway <laughs> it was raining and then like finally when you got there you know like your stomach kind of just feels weird <laughs> if you're out in the sun i just like wasn't fully like hungry and I wish I could have just gotten an appetizer because I probably would have loved it if I only had to order what I wanted to eat mm-hmm. which and and that's a 
that is a bummer. But um, I would like to go back to experience just the lounge, which we did find out for our listeners who are interested in this, that you can just go day of when Epcot opens. You wait in a line and they take your number and then they take you party by party for the lounge throughout the day, which I think is what I would like to do the next time I visit space. But Rob and Scott, just briefly, what about your food? Well, I want to talk about Scott's dinner experience in general. Okay. I had an outstanding experience at Space 220. Um, I, now, I do agree with you. Some of the, the visuals on the outside could leave some more to be desired. But I thought the cast member interaction with the entry, our server was outstanding. The food, top-notch for dinner. Mm, so um, not consider the food I had a I had a filet. Uh, I think two of the people at our table had filets. One had salmon. Another one had a... Um, roast chicken. chicken. What'd you go with for the appetizer? Uh, I went with the cauliflower, the buffalo yeah. cauliflower, which was great. It was That's fantastic. Excellent. I had a little bit of uh, Josh's calamari. Um, <laughs> they let our, our friend Keith get french fries as his appetizer. <laughs> Respect. You know, mm-hmm. man, the man loves a french fry. Yeah, he sure um, does. He sure does. I, I, we, we now know that I am not the pickiest person yeah, that ever gone to Disney. Yeah, that is absolutely true. I love you, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> um, but honestly, the steak was fabulous. The steak was La Cellier quality. Wow. Um, I got mine medium rare, as, as Matt would have uh, as well. And then desserts. I mean, by the time dessert came, I was almost too full to have it. Uh, Keith got the... The, ch- the chocolate cheesecake, which was incredible. I ended up getting sorbet because I just didn't think I could eat that much more. But we really loved it. Okay. Um, drinks were great. We had a good time with those. They they have some really creative options they do. for that. I thought the drinks were fun. Um, I don't... Yeah. I think it must be a must, much better value for dinner than it is for lunch. Even though it's a little bit more expensive, the, the quality was really there. Rob, what did you get to eat? Do you want to talk about your Yeah, I had the... To me, the cauliflower might be one of the best things I've eaten. I love it. Disney-related anywhere in a long time. I love it. It is that good. And the portion is insane. Yeah, Yeah, the portion sizes of everything I thought were pretty huge, um, which actually might be like a negative for me that I wasn't able to enjoy because I filled up on the cauliflower which I loved and I only (laughs) ate half of my burger and honestly it took me out of commission for the rest of that night I had to go to bed early that night my stomach was killing just like so full I couldn't even walk I felt similarly about the portion size of the calamari like you got oh yeah that was like a mountain of calamari (laughs) yeah that's where I think the lounge would be perfect yeah give me that cauliflower give me that Caesar salad looked mm-hmm. good, and so I the lounge is the only have, place where you, you don't can have a la carte. To, yes. yeah, and they have a different menu too. They have like lobster rolls. I really yeah. want to try. I sort of wonder if that stays though long term. I, I don't would, know yeah, that like if they're trying to make it prohibitive to people because they just open and kind of see how it turns out, and then yep. they'll yeah, just and then they'll reformat the menu. Given uh, given the format now, I don't. I feel like it's a one and done. Oh, I've yeah. experienced it great. I don't feel like I need to run back there. Whereas yeah. a La Cellier, a Yachtsman, something. It's like, something. oh, I want to go yeah. there every time I'm down there. Yeah. That, but you would make a, an uh, exemption for uh, the lounge. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yep. All right. Um, do we have anything else to say about space? That's about all I got. Okay. Well, um, let's, on the same note, do another <laughs> fully new dining experience. And this is, we're going to talk about Steakhouse 71. 
uh, the former location of the wave of American flavors in the contemporary. Uh, you, you left resort. out the dot 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 of American flavors. <laughs> Boy, did we have a Jekyll and Hyde! <laughs> Another tale of two meals. Yeah, a tale of two meals. Dang, Catherine Except and Matt got stuck in both crappy ones. It was the best of meals. It was the worst. <laughs> and Scott of meals. was in both good ones. It, and in our song? case, not. And I'm not trying to bury the lead here. It might be the worst of meals, <laughs> potentially the worst dining experience I've ever had at Walt Disney World since I've been going there. Oh, it for sure has. I can't. Nothing come. Nothing comes close. Wait, this is it's shocking because this is almost. I follow lots of blogs, articles, things. It's almost gotten universal praise. Wow. It was so bad and like... Must have been our waiter's first and last day. I really... And I really almost... Based on the fact that it has received universal praise and the fact that you guys were at a separate table... Mind you, we ate at the same exact time. I almost like hesitate to really like dump this entire. Yeah, we'll like, just say we had service issues. Service issues were the core because you enjoyed your meal itself. You got the crab cake sliders. You like that. We also got the bread um, with like almost like the like tomato. The brioche. Yes, the brioche, and oh my gosh, it came with the most delicious mm. butter. We also someone at our table got the shrimp cocktail, and we also got an oh onion rings. They were amazing too. Yeah, I thought the food. The was food was great. Banging. This was a full service problem, but it was from the hosting staff to the wait staff to the front of house manager. We had problems with every single one of those people. So this was not just an isolated. We had a horrible server, and that was it. No, the host did not have their crap together. Server was should have been just on another planet, asking <laughs> if we wanted him to check to see if our drinks were ready. Yes, we would like you to get our drinks. That is why we ordered Such them a... through you. We did not know there was a self-service option. It was it was crazy. It, it was a crazy level of... Well, and as, as I was talking to some other folks about this this week, I think part of the problem here, in addition to the fact that the service was so terrible for you, the expectation of service at Steakhouse 71... Because of what Steakhouse Fifty Five was oh, is Oscar, so high, I and wish. not just and not just that, just the expectation of sit down restaurants at Disney in general. Yes, um, that the level of service that we've been accustomed to expect time and time again. So to receive this level of <laughs> who said I think it was Scott or that you were like. I wouldn't even expect this level of service at like an Applebee's yes. or a Denny's. Like, I think it was Denny's. I said Denny's. Like I've, I, you would get better service at an Applebee's, right? Than the than service that we got. received, which is why it was so shocking. Not no no disrespect to Denny's or Applebee's. Well, no disrespect to Applebee's. Yeah, Applebee's sucks. <laughs> Just for reference, we we sat we all sat down at the same time. Rob and my table finished, I want to say an hour and a half yes. before you guys did. And we didn't have food by that time. Right. We didn't have, we didn't have, we only recently you had drinks. We had just gotten drinks. We had just and we were gotten drinks. Up and they were getting ready to go. We were even... 35 minutes to get the drink she ordered. It was insane. It was like a, it was so nuts. And yeah, it was, it was a comedy of errors. I mean, it really was, it was horrible. Um, am, am I willing to go back? Yes. <laughs> um, I, I do have 
one criticism aside from the service, and I don't know if you guys felt this or um, besides Matt, because I know his answer. Have you either of you eaten at the Wave? Yes. No. Okay. Uh, other than drinks. Okay, uh, only in the lounge. No, okay, but you've eaten, I've eaten in the restaurant. You've eaten in the restaurant park. Mm-hmm. I felt like the atmosphere was like a little like disjointed. And the main dining room, I think, is too bright. It reminds me of like a cafeteria. I was going to say the same thing. And and you go down the hallway to enter to go to the host stand at the end of the hall. And like you're to your right, you see all these like beautifully framed and matted photos of the Florida project and how they're like raising the earth and Roy and Walt doing and all of this like real classy beautiful imagery and black and white and then you get to the host stand and the lounge part is dark it's like it was when it was the wave a yeah. few years ago that we really like and then you go into the dining room and it's like 70s colors like you know which i get goes with the theme of 1971 but it just doesn't seem to go with like their the immersion of walking through the hall and like oh this really like you know, historical moment in the Walt Disney Company, and then it's like, what? You're in a cafeteria. Here's a bright pink wall. Like, yeah, it's just weird. To I me. agree, especially with how good the food was. I it know. did give me like hospital cafeteria <laughs> vibes, which obviously not ideal. I think it would benefit from like a cross wall in the center to divide it into multiple too rooms. Too big of a room. Yeah. It's a huge room. Yeah, yeah that, that room is too big. And like, you guys were seated on the literal opposite side of the room and I could see you. I could see what drinks you were having. I could see that you had dessert. <laughs> like, I, I could see you had food. Yeah, yeah it, it's the name. It's either the name is wrong. Yeah. It, it, it has a diner vibe to it. Yeah, it, it, it does. It, it does. And maybe that is the problem. And, and more diner-ish food that yeah there's a was there, there a steak on the lunch I mean, menu i can't imagine i had there steak wasn't. treats i had yeah, steak but, too, but that's uh, and then there was a salisbury steak but then i mean there was a grilled cheese sandwich which i mean like right. so and i had a burger yeah. Like, yeah you're telling me you have steakhouse in the name and there's not a like at least one or two options give me a for new a york cut strip or something at lunch, like that at lunch like come on there's no maybe they darken it at dinner i really hope they darken it but it felt like very stark to me like it was very bright it was very like daytime breakfast like and we did have lunch there so this was midday but like i can't imagine being in the parks and like when we do our monorail loop like we are like committed to eating and drinking and we're not trying to tour we're not trying to walk fast we look nice we're usually wearing like a skirt or a dress or some like you know, all dockers. We all, I was all, we all, we all wearing look, skirts. <laughs> we all look nice. And I just can't imagine having a reservation there after like cleaning up in the hotel room after a nap and like dressing up and going there. Like that just wouldn't be like, what a difference from Steakhouse 55, really. Mm. Oh my God. Steakhouse yeah. 55 is white tablecloths and mood lighting. Like, yeah, it's like if I was wearing slacks and a button down and we went to like, Sunshine Seasons. Yeah, really. It's like, no disrespect to Sunshine (laughs) Seasons. I like it, but... Same lighting. Very similar lighting. I will say this. One of the thoughts that occurred to me as I was here was, I don't know what fine dining looked like in 1971, but I can't imagine that this is it. No. No, it didn't. I don't know know what it looked like, but if this was it, I mean, it was the 70s. I I don't know. 
if was the we want to go, we're going hospital cafeteria across <laughs> the board. Did anybody else have, I'm going to change the subject here. Did anybody else have any of like the 50th anniversary treats or do any of the 50th anniversary stuff? Oh, I had a cupcake that was I? fabulous. I had a bite of your cupcake. Yeah, you sure did. I don't think I did. I mean, I, I saw some of those I'm trying to remember. statues. statues. You saw some of the statues. That was about it. I mean, I walked through, um, what the heck is the name of the Epcot, uh, the new Epcot. Oh, Creations. Creations shop and looked at all of the 50th anniversary swag. I saw plenty of people in those garish um, <laughs> Epcot ball, like track suits and oy, hats. Oy. <laughs> um. Oh, I, I know there was something else new we wanted to talk about. Kite tails. Oh, boy. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, Melanta. <laughs> what a an experience. Yo, it's so funny that, like, I loved kite tails because I knew that it was going to be a disaster. Like, I was so pumped. Like, and I think that looking around at the people we were sitting with, everyone else was like, oh, yeah, I hope this really bombs. Like... <laughs> And it's full. It was packed. And we talked to the cast member behind us and he was like, it's been really popular. And we attribute um, that a lot to the fail factor. <laughs> Straight up said that. Yeah, it's it's TikTok famous for oh, that sort of thing. it is definitely TikTok famous. Yeah, I mean, hor- horrible. It, it's horrible. It's, it does not it belong in a Disney park. Horrible. Blue, the blue kite just crash land, broke his neck in eight places. And even putting aside the fail factor of those balloons, the presentation of the story is abysmal. Oh my gosh. And we're talking about the good balloons right now. We're not even talking about like the little handheld turtles that are like that is embarrassing. Like that is elementary school yeah, was level. It, was it Catherine? Was it you that said like that looks like kite tails by Mrs. Turner's fourth grade class? Like, <laughs> like I, I just like it's horrible. Like the big like the, the the huge kites are a huge fail on their own, but like the little kites are. Could you imagine them pitching that to, like, Iger and being like, okay, so they're going to stand there. And mind you, that stadium is huge. Mm -hmm. It wraps around. It's like a horseshoe. We sat on, like, the Thirsty River River. Bar side. Because we knew that's where they crash land. We knew that's where they (laughs) crash land. So if you want to be near the landings, that's where they are, like, as close to the, like, entrance to Expedition Everest as possible. And... There were no, none of like the handheld puppets. What, they only had five of them and they only could stand on that one section? Yeah, that, they I did not spread them out at all. So yeah. you had to be sitting in the middle to have like the little handheld. It is awful. It was, it was, it was Oh my was God. So and the little bad. like um, pre drum pre show where they're like, there's like four people who come out on like oh. this boat. And it's just like a girl with like, they're all playing different drums and she's like, what up, kind tails? And it's like the saddest thing. Like no one cares. I do. I feel really bad for the the performers because they have to know that like everyone's just there to see them. And like when they were getting close to dipping in the water, everyone's like, (laughs) that girl. That girl playing the snare probably went to Juilliard. Like she's like this is an accomplished percussionist. She's like on a motorboat <laughs> in Animal Kingdom. 
Yeah, one does imagine. I, I don't know whether Iger has ever sat and watched this, but wouldn't you like to be sitting next to him and, and watch his reaction as this is happening and going, well, yes, we I would. the money on this. Yes, I would. I would like that experience. <laughs> um, so I just want to do like a rapid fire round since we have so Even, much to talk about yeah, really. on, on this. Um, so we had like an evening in Disney Springs. We obviously went to Epcot a ton at night. Um, what was everybody's favorite r- repeated? So it's not anywhere we went new, but we went to like a few, like we went to, well, Scott, you went for the first time to Gideon's, but then we went to Splitsville. So we went some places who, where was your favorite place that you were like, we did this again and I confirmed really like it or it changed my mind and i really like it so what was the highlight of a repeat visit somewhere um, i have mine okay yeah, go, go ahead. ahead yeah ohana oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah ohana was so good um talk about a a, a 180 um on ohana, ohana the last two times so we've been there good. has been good i ate my fill of those damn noodles i wish you could just do the appetizers because those are so good and by the way people this wasn't a reservation we got the day of for eight people. So just keep checking that out because they do pop up. That was shocking to me, but we got it. So I ate so much. I ate so much. <laughs> I had two pieces of, of bread pudding. Oh, oh yeah. 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 Yeah, there was, that was a little, that was you gotta eat strategically when you go to oh that bread pudding is just killer so uh scott what do you think i'm gonna say boathouse i thought boathouse was yes class to boathouse i love the boathouse their their menu is well done yeah i mean now we went there to for lunch i guess both times i've been there has been the lunch i don't know if it's different for dinner or not but i don't think it is i think it's outstanding options everything i've had there's good last time i was there i had the steak sliders steak sliders this time or filet sliders this time i had the lobster roll loved it yeah yeah boathouses if you guys haven't as listeners if you have not yet been to boathouse i think 2021 is the year of matt and i's love affair with the boathouse we hadn't we had never gone we'd always been like we heard it's really expensive and then we went and holy cow (laughs) and a life hack for the boathouse um they don't offer all of their availability on the disney website so like we had a party of 12 when we went and they were able to accommodate us into tables right next to each other, which is more than Statehouse 71. They have a large amount of, I would say not publicized outdoor seating. So if if you go out to the outdoor bar, there's like a little dock that goes down on the lower level and that is all just seat yourself, but it's weighted on. So, um, Definitely, yeah. like if you're in Disney Springs and you can't find a reservation, go to the boathouse. It is great. Rob, what do you think? Um, Gideon's. Just, oh, uh, hits! It hits. It, I mean, we got I got stuff there Sunday evening. Brought it home specifically for Holly, and and I know I had stuff left over. Ate it probably that following Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and it was still. Yeah, it holds up really well. Yeah, yeah. those cookies travel well. That sat in luggage in in, 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 MCO. How (laughs) um, did you get anything new this time? Like, what was the favorite item that you got? I was able to get so that they advertise a coffee cake cookie. Oh yeah, 
Oh, snap. For the, for the morning, that. and they sell out. But for some reason, that evening, they had a dark... Uh, not dark. I want to say dark chocolate, but that's not right. Just a dark version of it, a coffee cake. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, man. And it was really good. <laughs> it was it was excellent. I love, a co- I love me and Entenmann's coffee cake. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> um, <laughs> like 70 years old, but, you know... Uh, <laughs> Watch evening news or something, and, but uh, and then the, the cookies and cream. Um, I had a, a slice of cake. I don't even remember what it was. It was <laughs> just delicious. It's usually my go-to dessert when I get back from the parks late at night. Um, kind of my sober-up uh, <laughs> snack to go to bed with. Um, and then the boathouse was. Yeah, no, I never. I was ne- never huge on the boathouse nor like down yeah. it was yeah, just kind of there and it, it, to me it was yeah the cost it was yeah. always like that's it expensive place it was great though i enjoyed that time out there and then um Olga's was fantastic oh my too. god i'm so glad you yeah. brought that up so, right. man oh my gosh rob and i we could have been at Ogas for about five hours the one night. Yeah. We had the best experience at Ogas. Our waiter, Austin, he was the bartender, so he was making drinks for everyone. We got, we had the last two standing spaces at the bar where all the bartenders come and grab their drinks. And, and so we got to see, I think, every single drink that they had on the menu. Um, like, we got to see the Bloody Mary, which I never really saw in person before with, like, the bones in it. Um, very, <laughs> yeah, I think I drank the bones. I think I ate the bones. <laughs> I, I did eat the bones. They, really um, they let me have some bones. Um, truly, <laughs> that staff is amazing. Yeah. That staff is amazing. I don't think I've ever had anybody there that I'm like, mm, you're not like into it. Like those must be like some of their yeah, high, high, charismatic, just like so 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 nice. The staff at Ogas, I love that. That whole experience was great. Um, I think mine is uh, just like probably just like a tiny little blip on the radar of this trip. I, we weren't there for more than one drink. Enzo's Hideaway. Yeah, I, I freaking love Enzo's Hideaway. That place, they accommodated us, huge group, coming in right before they closed, and their sangria, I'm saying it, is the best sangria on property. And that's no lie. Oh, yeah, the bar staff was awesome, too. Oh, yeah, they were really nice. We had two bartenders. Just, just like... Just so, like, I, I just love it there. I like the atmosphere there. I nice really, and I dark. I really want to like it more. But I hate their drinks. Oh, yeah. Do they oh. have just, like, regular beers? I don't know. I've never... They don't have regular beers. I don't mm. know whether... I mean, I guess you could ask them to make you, like, a... Just, like, a, like a regular yeah, drink. Like, and see, and I like... I really like I know you drinks, do, because you, like, you like bourbon and... Yeah. Oh, yeah. my gosh. They're whiskey. sangria. I don't like sweet drinks. Yeah, and truly. it's just... There's not... There, I've never found anything on their menu that really, like... I think that it's atmosphere... Nice. But I like the atmosphere. The atmosphere yes, is absolutely. some of the best in mm-hmm. Disney World. That's the lighting that Steakhouse 71 should be yeah. going for. Yeah, really. <laughs> like, not necessarily the whole theme, but that is definitely it. Um, all right. Um, let's. I want to do one more rapid-fire round of the best food. Like, it doesn't have to be... I, was, I would say drink, but I don't want to ruin <laughs> any future topping it offs. Um, but the best food item, so it could be 
dessert, entree, something at food and wine that you did that you really liked that was outstanding. Um, I can go first. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, The Steakhouse 71 Creme Brulee is life altering. Life altering. It is. And I, I am a Creme Brulee connoisseur, as I am with a number of different foods. I have had many a creme brulee in my life, and <laughs> I will never look at creme brulee the same way after what wow. I had at Steakhouse 71. Wow. Wow. That's... If you go there and you have any inclination to get dessert or creme brulee, you <laughs> must get it. Okay. All right. Rob, do you have one? I don't. I, I, I'm, I'm, think, I'm going through... Everybody raved about the burger at Steakhouse Seventy One, and it was good. Don't get me wrong; it was it was. Oh, I know what you're saying. It was excellent, but uh, I don't know. I mean, I've had better burgers other places. Like yeah, um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, most of the places we went, I had, I just went with my old standby sushi at Splitsville. Um, the club I had at Boathouse. Unremarkable. Yeah. It was fine. It was. Yeah. It was. It was fine. Um, I thought it was going to be more of a traditional. So maybe your Gideon's. <laughs> Yo, that cake. Yeah, yeah, you started in with that cake. Probably. Um, <laughs> I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying. I'm going through. What I, I didn't do much new at Epcot. Oh um, yeah. Same or, and the, and I, I that was probably my one regret from the trip. Um, so. The, the, I probably did about six or seven lobster rolls in America. Yeah, same here. <laughs> um, which, you know, are always... Never, never a right. bad thing. Never uh, bad. The, probably the, the crepe, the crepe, the oh, crepe okay. Uh, okay. was... All right, so yeah. the new... Um, my, mine is, I don't think any anyone would ever expect this would be what I would oh, say. Oh, I think I know you're going to say. But, oh my God, that's brisket sandwich yeah, dude. from Regal Eagle Damn it, you with stole a mine. side of <laughs> onion rings. My God, it's so good. That is just somewhere that has always been overlooked by us because there's usually a festival going on, so we're not going to get the quick service in, I don't know, the country we live in. <laughs> but, oh my gosh, it was so good. We'll 100% go back. Yeah, um, I was planning on on getting, we, we were at Epcot around lunchtime, and I was planning on just nibbling around at the various booths and then our friend Keith, who we were <laughs> the with, picky eater, <laughs> took a Keith to get you that. Yeah. Got that. this brisket and <laughs> onion rings, and I was looking at it like the wolf in the cartoons. <laughs> That's like I was like his I, eyes were popping out. I need this immediately. Yeah, and I was I was nearly dead after Rob and I went to Oga's, and that was like the next stop, and that revived me. That brought me back to life. That brisket sandwich. Holy crap, it's so good, and the the sauces are excellent. Oh yeah, really good. There's like a Carolina. I know it has like a little sour tang to it. Yeah, there's a couple options there. <sighs> so yeah. are we are we gonna have the same one on that? Yeah, I, okay. I was gonna say that. I mean, you know, the old trusty Guinness Bailey shake never lets me down, but I was gonna say uh the brisket. Scene. The brisket. I also mentioned the tater tots from STK, the giant tater tots. Oh my gosh, I forgot about that. You don't, yeah. you don't remember? You were there. You yeah, he one. was there. <laughs> I don't even remember eating at STK. <laughs> I don't even remember being at STK. By the way, STK does a brunch. It was really fun. Um, we had a great waiter. That place is a lot smaller. What did than I, I have? Um, did you get the egg white omelet? That's what I got. And I know you said you wanted that. Or did you get a steak? 
No, I, I got breakfast. God, I don't even remember this. Oh, oh I know. I, I remember now. What'd you get? Um, I, I did get an egg white omelet. And yes, I do remember. We were in that booth and I, I got hammered because I was drinking. Tater my- tots the size of a hamster. Yes. Amazing. They were so good. We were drinking endless uh, yeah. mimosas. That's, that's why I, I forget that, being That's there. what I was going to say. They do have bottomless mimosas. And I think it's, I believe it's $30 for 90 minutes. And we, we timed that we out timed, to the minute. We got our 90 minutes, and it's either bottomless mimosas or bottomless Bloody Marys, and you can switch. And you can also double fist. And <laughs> so mimosas, they offer you both. Mimosas flavor options. You can get cranberry yeah. flavoring, oh, yeah, yeah. grapefruit. Now you remember being orange. there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, me and Scott were, were cranberry in it. going hard on those cranberry <laughs> mimosas. I probably had, I don't know, a thousand... <laughs> Yeah, I was, I was, I should not have been allowed to continue drinking after that. And yet you did. Lo and behold, oh, I right. did. I went back and slept. Yeah, we went back. I had a margarita. Because that transitioned into boys' night. See, it's all coming back oh, to me. Oh, jeez, jeez, jeez. Um, all right, any other, any other, anybody else want to yeah, highlight? We probably it? have to wrap it. That's... Yeah, that's and That's a long out. Just a piece of advice. If anyone's like me and always has to take home popcorn from... Germany. Oh, yes. yes, they do mobile ordering now, so you don't have to wait if there's a line out the door. You mobile order it. You'd say, I'm here. It's right at the register within two minutes. Perfect. You just pick it up. Love it. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It was a great trip. It was, it was, a, it was trip. a really good trip. I had a great time. Yeah, it was fun. It's definitely fun. All right. Anybody have any last call items? Not for me. Oh, yes, I do. Kat, oh, do you want to say it? You're stealing my last No, go ahead. Time. Go no, ahead. take it. Are you sure? Yeah. Um, we I can, took your we can, sandwich. I took your sandwich. You can have the last call. We can do it together. Every other word. What? <laughs> Every other word. We. Should. <laughs> nope. We did. <laughs> I was going to say we watched. Okay. I'm just going to wow. take this. We watched the, the uh, Muppets Haunted Mansion on uh, Disney+. Plus. It was adorable. So, so, so good. Yeah, perfect it was funny. Length, perfect cameos. Everything that you could want as a Haunted Mansion fan is in there. They do it so well. It's so true to the ride. I watched it, it last night. Yes, yeah, it and, is um, so good. You know, of course they do Grin Grinning Ghost, but they have a handful of original songs. And yeah, it was good. And I love, uh, and this isn't spoiling anything, but Gonzo is, is the main character. He is the protagonist of this. And I love Gonzo. And um, yeah, it was great. It basically follows Gonzo and Pepe the Prawn um, in there. What? King Prawn. Yes. Um, as they journey through the Haunted Mansion. And it, it's it's very good. It's what? It's like 45, 50 minutes? Yeah, it's 50 minutes. It's perfect. Did yeah. you guys watch it yet? Holly watched it about six times. It's so, this on, is going in, uh, to be a, ha- a Halloween staple for yeah. me, for sure. For and sure. Uh, spookier than I thought it would be. Like, it, it got, like, if I, I was thinking, like, if I were a, a young kid, there were some parts that I was like, this is kind of leaning into, like, yeah, Danny Being, Trejo. I was terrified. <laughs> <laughs> Being very scary. Yeah, it was really good. It was good. Really good. All right. Well, everyone, this does it for us. Cheers. 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 Thank you for listening to WDW Happy Hour. Please like us on Facebook and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter. If you enjoy the podcast, we encourage you to share by telling your friends and also writing a nice review on iTunes. Cheers.